Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Scott McLaughlin joins us on SENZ Summer Days. Hey, Scotty, how are you, mate? Hey, Steve, how are you going? Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm real good. Uh, 2021, what a year for you. Uh, first year in IndyCar. When you give yourself a scorecard, what do you give yourself? <laughs> uh, let's go seven. You know, it was okay. Um, you know, we, we did some goals that we wanted to do and, and achieve, but um, ultimately, you know, I don't think we probably um, achieved exactly what we wanted to achieve. But at the same time, um, you know, I learned a ton and I think it's really set me up well for what's ahead in the new year and, and, and what we can really achieve, which I'm excited for. Did you feel any pressure of expectation going from three-time supercar champ to IndyCar rookie and what people back in Australia and New Zealand were expecting of you? I guess there was obviously a lot of, um, you know, nervousness in terms of probably more so for myself. I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to perform and, um, you know, at the end of the day, I didn't... I, I, uh, Probably didn't really worry about what other people do, you know, what, what they thought of me. You know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I put more pressure on myself than anyone else can. Um, but at the same time, you want to represent, you know, the category that I was in the supercars, you know, you want to prove that at the end of the day, like it's a good, it's a great category with great drivers and you don't want to do any detriment mm-hmm. to it if you go bad in a series, you know. So, but at the end of the day, I had a ton to learn and, you know, I felt like we, um, you know, exceeded expectations at some points and certainly looked like a rookie at others. So, um, yeah. But overall, like I said, it was not too bad of a year. When you look back at that first couple of months, did did it really hit you that the transition from tin tops to open wheels was greater than you might have thought? Um, yeah, in, in some aspects. I think more so from the car setup side, you know, trying to understand exactly what I want from the car. You know, I went, you know, to and froing a little bit throughout the season trying to figure out exactly what I wanted like I thought I wanted something and then it didn't quite work and it wasn't really until the last couple of races probably the last five or six races where I felt like I was on top of what I wanted from the car and certainly showed that in the results but you know it's by then the whole category has a year under their belt and they're all they're at the same point they've got a good idea of what they want from the car their engineers understand them so it just gets more competitive as the season goes on so um yeah that from that aspect i think that was the most challenging part trying to understand the race car and you know translating my feedback to a brand new engineer and a new uh you know engineering team was the biggest takeaway of needing to improve qualifying? Yeah, for sure. You know, I, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that I think my race pace, if we found ourselves in the top five at some point in the race with, you know, strategy and stuff, we could easily hold our own there. And we certainly did that the last few races. Um, but at the end of the day, you need to, if you qualify better, half your job's done for the race on Sunday. So, um, you know, if I, I'm, I'm aiming to hopefully be in the top 10 every, every race next year in terms of qualifying. I think that'll just certainly help me um, a ton when it comes to the race 
race start, race they're getting out of the craft and just sort of focusing on, you know, not trying to, you know, fuel save all the race just to make a couple of two or three positions because you just put yourself in a bad spot. So, um, you know, we're, we've got a good solid plan for what I need and how I need to make my car better for me in qualifying. And we know we can, I can qualify well. I've, I've done that in supercars. It's just a matter of finding exactly the tools that I need to, to replicate that in America. Scott, with an IndyCar, how much does the car change over a weekend? It's a huge amount. It's not only, it's not, probably not the car, it's the overall um, track grip itself. The track rubbers in unbelievably. Like from the first session uh, to when you put you go roll out the first lap to you know end of the race or at least to the end of qualifying. The, the way that the track evolves and changes, especially over qualifying. Qualifying lap one to qualifying last lap, it can be seconds in terms of pace and overall lap time from from, from the cars itself. So it's um it's a pretty impressive thing to watch and see and be a part of. But um it's very challenging in itself. Find you know the limit of uh, of the grip and and uh, how hard you can push. Again, that's another thing that I've had to really understand um, since I've been you know in, in cars and stuff. So it's it's, it's um yeah, it's a lot to learn. It's, it's, it's pretty overwhelming, you know. Well, the other part of learning too is the Indy 500, and you had a I'd suggest a pretty cool Indy 500 at one stage up at the front of the field. How much have you fallen in love with that place? Oh, it's huge. It's right up in my. Uh, bucket list now to, you know, when I've always wanted to win there, but, you know, after competing in that race and seeing how special it is to America and American culture, it's, um, pretty, pretty special to be a part of and knowing that I'll be a part of it at least for the next few years. So, um, you know, I, I'm big focus on that. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely infatuated with the race and just want to make sure that, you know, I can, uh, you know, do the good, do the goods, uh, you know, throughout the race. Cause we certainly showed some promise there. And yeah, like you said, we we're in that front lead pack, but just unfortunately had a mistake and, and you just learn from that and certainly won't ever do that again or at least try not to. And, and, um, you know, hopefully we'll make us stronger, you know, come in 2021. Uh, in, uh, 2022 in the I, I know you're a professional race car driver, but when you're first hooring around that track, is it exhilarating or terrifying? <laughs> it's a bit of both. Um, probably more so the first lap or first couple of corners, you're sort of a bit terrified a little bit going, what, what is this thing going to do? Because it's just an unknown, the level of unknown that you just never experienced before. But then you sort of get into a groove and, uh, you know, you feel pretty comfortable yourself and then all of a sudden 33 other people come out beside you and you've got to run in the traffic and that's another different kettle of fish as well. So, you know, I've, I've, uh, I wouldn't say terrifying, but it's just been a, a massive challenge and, and something that, you know, I've really had to focus and study on um, and, and continue to study on in the off season to make sure I'm better and understand the traffic, the draft, how the tyres work and, and all that sort of stuff to make sure that I'm you know, strong when it comes to, you know, the 500 next year. Have you bumped into the likes of young Billy Fraser and Hunter McElroy, who I see is racing for Andretti and Indy Lights next season? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, the two of them, yeah, for sure. I, I've, I've texted uh, Billy a couple of times um, throughout the year. Uh, quite difficult to catch up with him, just the, the timing, and even with Hunter and timing of our race stuff, but always keeping an eye on them. And, of course, with Hunter at Andretti Autosport next year for the Indy Light Championship, that's amazing. He's just been on a progression over the last few years, and his dad, Andy, obviously, I know really well. He, his dad Andy was actually the first, um, my first race car boss. I drove my first ever race car race with his team. So, um, obviously have a pretty soft spot with Hunter, seeing him grow up and see him over here. Um, you know, in Indy Lights and then basically the one feeder category down from IndyCar is pretty, pretty cool and I hope he goes well. Are you still supporting the Carolina Panthers? Yes, yeah, I am. Why? I am. 
Why? Because <laughs> I live in Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, but couldn't you have couldn't you have a better team? Yeah, but I could also support the Jets. <laughs> 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 and then what you because Carly's from New York, you, you're supporting the Knicks, right? Yeah, well, I am the Knicks. The Knicks are going, they're going bad as well. So I mean, there's shown a lot of promise, but yeah, I'm not too much uh, to be excited about. But in the day, I've got the All Blacks, and regardless of people don't know anything about it over here, at least uh, I can always say that I've got the All Blacks. They all sort of have some modest idea. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, uh, SVG. Uh, sorry, not SVG. I've forgotten who. Geez, who won? I've forgotten who won Bathurst. Of course, uh, Chaz Moss at winning Bathurst. Yeah, yeah. What did you make of that that uh, pole lap of his? Oh, it was a great, great lap. Really. Solid. There was no mistakes at all. It was just, um, you know, an absolute ripple lap. And that car was very fast all, all, all weekend. And, and to be honest, they deserved to win um, with what they showed up with. Their car was an absolute rocket ship. And sometimes you don't get, you know, you don't get the right winner at Bathurst in terms of, you know, the, the, the wrong car wins in terms of pace. You know, like you've had fast, dominant cars that have just run into bad luck. And it nearly sort of ended up... For him, uh, with that in their race there, but uh, you know, those guys were just so quick all, all day, and no one really had anything for them. And, you know, it, it, was, it was quite a good race to watch once uh, the echidna come out and thought out safety car. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> yes, and of course, SVG champion. So another Kiwi takes the takes the big prize, and that's pretty cool. What did you make of the Gen Three cars? Did you get a close look at them on track? Yeah, well, especially it's awesome for Shane. And it's, it's great for New Zealand to, you know, four years in a row, I think we've won that championship, so it's pretty good. But again, three, I saw a couple of those cars going around. Yeah, I think they look really good. I think Supercar's done a really good job in terms of at least getting them on track for the public to see in such a massive arena. Um, but yeah, there's it, obviously going to be a lot of testing, but I think they've done the right thing to lay in it. 23, and I think they'll they'll be make, making sure that they're going to hit the ground running when it comes out. And I think they'll make a pretty good product. So I, I, I hope and pray it's, uh, it's 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 a gear shift. Uh, I think it'll just you know it looks better. A lot of people you know obviously massive conjecture over pedal shift, gear shift, and all that sort of stuff. But I'm just I, I just love the gear shift, and I hope it stays. But if it doesn't, you, know, you just move on and, and uh, sign of the times, I guess. You and Carly have just celebrated your second wedding anniversary. So where are you taking it for Christmas? Uh, we're actually heading over to Italy, so uh, we'll leave uh, on Monday, and, and um, we'll check out and um, go and see uh, yeah all these places I've never been to before. It's a little bit restricted over there um, with COVID at the moment, but um, you know I'm sure it, it looks okay for us to get across and have everything booked for a while. So enough of uh, you know stalling our lives for a little bit. We've got to, got to get going and. and Enjoy our life, and I hopefully, more importantly, I get back home to see mum and dad in Cambridge there. And um, you know, because I haven't seen them for you know, it'll be two years now, so it's uh, it, it hurts a little bit, it hurts mum and dad, but um, looking forward to one day being out, be able to come back to New Zealand for sure. Yeah, we live in a crazy world, mate. Thanks as always for giving me your time. Uh, give Chase a pat for us, and uh, happy Christmas. <laughs> yeah, of course, I will do. See you, mate. Thanks, buddy boy.